Hello, dear listener, and welcome to the first official episode of What's She Doing Now? Well, today, this isn't about what I'm doing so much as what I watched and what I felt watching it. How many of you have a guilty pleasure by way of quote unquote reality TV? Well, I'm kind of raising my hand, but actually, I'm not that guilty about it. I love reality TV and I tune in. I have a never ending show on play. So whether it's Real Housewives of Atlanta, Married to Medicine Atlanta, Married to Medicine LA, or something else I tune into along the way, I always have something in rotation. Right now, it's Married to Medicine LA. The series just started, I want to say about three or four weeks ago, and right off the bat, we were introduced to Imani's new situation where she and her husband are living in separate states. Not that odd because a lot of couples go through it and they laid it out as if he was starting a new business venture, getting into CBD oil in Oklahoma of all places. Now, I don't know if that's where her husband is originally from and that's why he chose it or if somehow the laws are better and that's why he chose it. But at this point, I want to say we've got 30 plus states that have very generous CBD laws and you don't really have to move away from California to start that venture. So it was always kind of odd. Why is he gone and never seeming to come back? But you would see them on screen and they would FaceTime with each other and be very lovey-dovey or as lovey-dovey as they get because they really don't get that lovey-dovey. And you were like, okay, well, you know, maybe this thing will work out. And once the business is established, he'll be back home. Then last week, you started to see the true breakdown in the marriage where she was a little more open with her friends. And I got to say, she's a lot like me with the privacy. (laughs) Don't want to tell people too much until you yourself have it figured out. Some people don't like that. They like to be all in your business. And if they're not privy to every aspect of your business, they're not interested. And some people are very understanding. So she didn't divulge too much, but then last week we started to really see that it's not just a matter of he's out there for the business. It's he really is not coming home. He, you know, he was asked repeatedly, like, when are you coming? And he's like, oh, maybe in five or six weeks. Okay, well, when are you going to knock, you know, lock down a date? Oh, maybe in about a week or so I can tell you. Well, do you want me to come out there? No, I'm really busy. You know, I'm really, really trying to start this business. I was like, okay, you know what? I don't care what the circumstance is. I don't know any guy willingly going without sex. Like she is willing to drop everything and fly to Oklahoma of all places. And he's like, oh, no, I'm really busy. Mm -mm." So I'm sitting there like, girl, okay, neon, red, orange, hot pink writings all over the wall. What is really going on here? So then fast forward to the current episode, which played last night. And finally, she divulges that she has filed for divorce. They've been on the rocks for at least a year. And she's just been, I guess, waiting, hoping, wishing that he would be husband versus roommate. Now... I obviously, I can't sit here and claim to be a relationship expert. I'm not. I'm chronically single. 
I am not the one for, oh, I've been through this before. Here's what you do. However, on the other side of it, I've processed a lot of divorces. So even a few episodes back, I was sitting there like, bing, 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 something ain't right here. (laughs) Something's going on. So I was just sitting there like, okay, even the way they tried to play it out on the screen and make it seem like they were kind of lovey-dovey, I saw writing on the wall. What in the world was she ignoring all this time and why? And then the way the whole conversation finally breaks down, she finally tells him, you know what? Doesn't seem like you're going to be willing to be my husband anymore. I'm not going to beg you for attention. So let's just get a divorce. He was essentially like, okay, no fight, no argument, no going to the mat for your marriage. He was already done. He was already done more than likely when he walked out the door. He was just too much of a coward to have a conversation. And that made me cringe. That was like, I just, I don't get it. I mean, like you're married to each other. You shared a life together. You can't have the conversation and say, you know what? This isn't working for me for whatever reason. It's not salvageable or what have you. You just walk out the door and it wouldn't be so bad if it was just the two of them. But they have a preteen, or I guess it's her son, Idris, but he's been in her son's life since he was like two. So essentially, the only father this young boy knows. So what does this teach him? When things are uncomfortable or when I'm tired of something, I don't talk about it. I don't communicate. I just sneak away. I just kind of move somewhere else and hope that someone gets the picture. Like he's been talking to this young man week after week, like he's daddy and he's coming back at some point, knowing in his heart he's never coming back. And then after all of that, he has the audacity to ask Imani, can you box my stuff up and send it to a girl? Boy, whoever's out there listening, uh uh-uh. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? No, you come and pack your own stuff up and get it out of here. I'm not going to sit here and do your heavy lifting for you, like literally do your heavy lifting for you because you want to be that much of a coward. Oh, my God. I was I was just watching this episode like, girl, What have you been going through and why? Because we're not in the 1950s. We're not in that era where divorce is taboo. And, you know, if you're a woman that got divorced, what's wrong with you? You couldn't keep your man or whatever. We're not even in like the 80s where a lot of women still, still might not have been in the workforce or have as much buying power or earning power as a man like she's a psychiatrist (laughs) she's she's a well-to-do psychiatrist in LA and he's a musician and I'm you know maybe he's produced in the past years but his group portrait wasn't hot since the 90s and by hot it was like there are two or three songs that you might remember if you happen to hear it in a club on 90s night that's going to be played for a minute until they go off to like bad boy or some company that had consistent hits 90s 2000s and beyond like a two or three hit wonder so maybe he's had a couple of gigs coming in every now and then but she's got the earning power so I'm just sitting there like what were you hanging on for and I know that 
the little snippet that they played of next week, she's, you know, she's crying and she's like, I wanted, you know, I just wanted somebody to help me raise my kid. And that's what I got. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm just so big on what are you teaching your kid through that journey? Like, to me, I'm just like, was it worth it? Was it worth it to not have love? Like, she's made some comment, like, and I guess this is all going to unfold next week and we'll tune in and see what the hell she says then. But she makes some comment that he said something to the tune of, well, I thought I could grow to love you, but I never did. Oh, oh my God. I just, I was like, oh my God, what? When did that part of the conversation come out? Because, you know, that's a good reason to be in Oklahoma if you're going to say some craziness like that because that's just out of pocket, unnecessary. She said the D word that always causes a shift in the relationship. In your mind, you were already out. There's no need to come back with this nastiness at this point, but you were a fool for getting into a marriage with somebody you didn't love anyway. So I I don't know what else is going to unfold. And of course, we're getting snippets. So we don't know the complete story doesn't seem like we're really going to get his story unless he goes on the breakfast club or something, which he probably will because we've seen that too in Married to Medicine Atlanta. So, so he will probably get his interview somewhere, but I just want people to think about what you're getting into. Like life is short. Life is extremely short and you deserve something better than that. You deserve somebody who's at least starting out on the love foot. You know, maybe love dwindles, maybe people grow and grow apart, but at least start out with someone who loves you. And I think that's why probably I kind of am chronically single. Like, you know, I look at my parents' relationship and it was God awful. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy and I damn sure wouldn't sign up for it myself there was no love in my house period I don't know why my parents got married my father needed a green card or something I don't know I don't know what the behind the scenes was in the 1950s but again that was the 50s and 60s you know that wasn't the 2000s like what are you signing on the dotted line for this craziness for you don't need him to sustain you you know, she had her own career. Yes, it's nice to have a father figure for your child, but it also is nice to have someone who's going to treat your child correctly and love you correctly and be a good example for your child. So I don't even get it because I I don't see desperation. She does say that she had some depression issues, and I hope that this doesn't send her back into a downward spiral because nobody's worth that nobody's worth your mental health so this whole thing just had me I mean I was literally about to fall off the edge of the couch because I was just I couldn't believe what I was hearing like this is the 2000s this is 2020 so she had to marry him around 2010 like we're well into the 2000s and this is the decision you're making. And I can't for the life of me find out, figure out why. Granted, it's not my life situation. It's not necessarily for me to figure out why. But 
in counseling other people, it always kind of helps to know why. Like I know as a divorce attorney, we have to ask, like, why is this marriage ending? Because that's one of the questions the judge is going to ask. So you can't get up there talking about, oh, well, I, I kind of think it could work because the judge is going to be like, great, go make it work. <laughs> like you're not going to get your divorce until you've exhausted all avenues. But like from the sounds of her marriage, I'm like, why did y'all even walk down the aisle in the first place? Like you needed a father figure for your child and he needed a warm body because as a singer he didn't have enough like I it doesn't even make sense to me so you know I oh I just I was watching this episode and I was just like mm -mm, mm -mm. well a couple episodes ago I was like mm -mm, something's not right something's not right and now here we are with the oh it really ain't been right and I don't know. I think she said something about they hadn't had sex in five years. I was like, girl, please. Mm -mm. No, girl. Mm -mm. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> like in a marriage? Like, what is the point of the marriage at this point? So I just, oh, I don't know. I feel bad for her. Like, she's really sweet. I really feel like we have a lot of similarities. So that's probably why her, t her story touched me more than others. Because I... <laughs> I don't know if she's the only child. I'm not an only child, but there's a huge generation gap between me and my siblings. And, you know, so she seems like she's very quiet, very reserved, a loner. That's exactly me. Um, and yeah, I, I tell people all the time, like, I shy away from people because I was quite sheltered. And I don't recognize these little games that people play sometimes. And I don't want to ever fall victim to, like, that. Like, I don't, I don't want to end up 10 years down the line in that marriage having wasted my time. Um, you know, of course, you got to go out and kiss a lot of frogs or whatever. But gosh, it's like, I don't understand why people can't just be honest. Like, if I could just get somebody honest, that to me is like 90% of the battle because I can work with honesty. I can't work with lies and deceptions and ulterior motives like that. I just, I don't even know what to do with that. Because that's not what I'm bringing to the table. Like, just be honest. Nobody's perfect. I get that. Let's just, you know, put our crap on the table and, you know, see what we can work with. <laughs> you know, but this whole I thought I could grow to love you. Oh, that was that was below the belt and unnecessary. So uh, married to medicine every Sunday night. I think it's like five o'clock pacific eight o'clock eastern i don't know check your local local listings it's on bravo it's one of these uh real housewives of atlanta spinoffs pra practically <laughs> there's like there's like real housewives of atlanta is the ultimate in black reality tv and then you got these little spinoffs that come after it so it's like rhoa and then married to medicine atlanta and then married to medicine LA and then whatever else you got I don't watch those other love and hip-hop and all that stuff for young people I'll watch that one but anyway give this a tune in see what happens next Sunday I think she's gonna say some stuff that's gonna be really really eye-opening and cringeworthy and of course I will come back and tell you about it so this has been Nadia Gilks with what she doing now this week she's watching Married to Medicine LA and gosh, there's so many ways to find me. Find me on Facebook. I have uh, Nadia Gilk's Facebook page or find me on Instagram or find me on Twitter or find me right here by subscribing to my podcast. So you are first to know when I drop another episode. Chat with you next week. Bye.